0: I'm ready when you are, my love.
1: It's looking good on my end. Let's
0: you, go. You got your phone on silent?
1: I have it on. Do not disturb. Work phone is turned off.
0: Do not fucking disturb. Okay. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Action! Is film mm-hmm. like milk? Yes. it's got culture in it. And it's... Mm. Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples,
0: Greg. Could you milk me? Could you me? milk? Hi, and welcome back to Aged Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about movies and TV that have aged like milk in the mind fridge of your mind. My name is Paris Herbert-Taylor. I am one of your hosts. And with me, as ever, is my co-host.
1: David Rogers. What's happening?
0: <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> David, did you notice anything different about me today?
1: you look a little red i am
0: a, I am a little red and that is because i am not wearing any makeup because Ooh. this is a audio medium and we <laughs> have talked about doing a youtube but i think if we ever did that i would get like a blowout and like a professional makeup you
1: mean, you're killing it right now. Thanks, You look great. Thank you you so much. You look great.
0: But, you know, that's where we're at in our friendship. And also where I'm at in the pandemic, to be honest with you, where I'm just like, there are days when I put on makeup and then there are days when I do not. (laughs) But David. You're beautiful. David. um, Mm. Thank you. Don't stop. Say (laughs) more. What is the film that we are talking about today?
1: We are discussing Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 1988, directed by Robert... Zemeckis who also did Back to the Future and
0: he did The New Witches which we talked about yeah yeah. so So Bob Bob's about he's He's about he's doing
1: his thing
0: yeah and we kind of chose this movie because obviously we just had Easter on the weekend and honestly I was looking up Easter movies we could do and there's not Not a lot. Um, You pitched Passion of the Christ, which I was like, no, (laughs) I'm going to go with no. (laughs) I mean, if Um, we're talking
1: Easter, it's in like like, best grossing films. Like Mel Gibson kind of did his thing.
0: You know? Yeah, I just... Uh, so it's a little
1: heavy. It's a he- it's a heavy movie.
0: Yeah, and I've heard from friends. I actually haven't seen it, um, but I have heard that it's extremely violent and gory. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, David, um, mm-hmm. I think it's your turn to do the synopsis of who framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Let's frame him. Okay, so who framed Roger Rabbit? Let's talk about it, everybody. Okay, so it's kind of like this film noir Right. Set in, I want to say like the 1940s, 50s. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And we have this detective who he's a little hard on the booze because he's he's got he's troubled past. Right. He's troubled. He's got some loss in his life. And we got this rabbit and we got his old lady, Jessica. And there's some. Um, complications in their relationship. She's playing patty cake with some other people. He finds out, or or Roger the rabbit finds out because he sees the pictures. This whole thing gets spun around, turned on its head. Um, There's people in power. Pulling strings behind the scenes, there's a villain who's trying to set up a freeway through Toontown, so he can, you know, go to Pasadena basically. And he wants to pretty much eliminate all tunes. He hates all of them. And
0: oh, that's a spoiler. We don't know that. Yeah,
1: yeah, true, true. That's spoiler alert. But (laughs) so all this stuff starts to come out and. There's you know there's turmoil, there's redemption, there's a happy ending, and it's and this film is made really cool, and we're going to talk about the history of it and and how it was made.
0: Yeah, good good synopsis there. Mm-hmm. Um, so our main character, I mean it's called Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but our main character is this hard-boiled detective, and it's kind of like yeah, you hit it on on the head, like it's Hollywood in the '40s, um, lots of hats and women who are some sort of sex pots. But let's talk about Hollywood and LA as it's portrayed in the film. Kick us right. off.
1: So one of the first things that stuck out to me is kind of like the studio execs, right? And they're some of these are kind of seen kind of power hungry. Is it uh R. K. Maroon? He owns the studio. Yes. Right. Uh, rk maroon cartoons and you know he's he's looking for his edge he's looking for his next big picture and he wants to kind of get roger rabbit going again and he kind of sets this whole thing in motion yeah
0: because he's been a little flat in his performance like the whole the first whole like minute or two of the movie is like an animation and it's Mm -hmm. it looks like one of those old looney tunes and then they call cut and that's when we realize it's half cartoon half human And Roger is this actor, and he's like, I told you to give me stars. And he's got these little birds around his head. And he can't
1: do it. It's kind of like, you know, he can't cry as an actor. He can't cry on camera. So they stop it. They shut it down. R.K. Maroon sets out uh, our main character, Eddie Valiant, who is played by Bob uh, Hoskins, to go take pictures to kind of set him up so Roger can get some Closure, closure on what's going on with his wife so he can get back to work. So that's kind of how we start this off. But like with how Hollywood's represented, you know, like they're willing to do anything, kind of shady individuals at the top to try to get these pictures made and to stay relevant. And it
0: definitely was like that old Hollywood that they want you to think it is. Like, you know, he's he's the R.K. Maroon is like hovering over this editor and he's like, no, I said this and that. And then like the guy kind of disappears behind this wall. Like there's an editing suite basically attached to his office. It's very Mm -hmm. like... The Hollywood desk, the, you know, the stars, the this, the that. Like it's the, I think it's the Hollywood that we have seen in movies a lot. The sort of fake representation, um, the studio lots. And there were a lot of really funny visual cues in this like first couple of opening scenes. Um, There was, you know, cows at the cattle call. Um, they had like Dumbo in the window, and he's like, he works for peanuts, and he throws yeah. it at him. You know, like
1: <laughs> we got him from Fantasia, yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah,
0: but uh, there's also like the stereotypical, like the baby is like, excuse me, out of the way. God damn it, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> I'm so mad.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Smoking a cigar. Yeah. And you know he's the professional. Oh, baby, no, you did great. Your performance was great. Roger right. can't. Roger can't keep it going. Get it together. Yeah. Um,
0: It was just interesting because it definitely reminded me of the Hollywood that we, you know, the fast talking, get me this now, do this, da, da, da. And I just recently worked on a set and it's not like that. Everybody's really nice to each other now, at least the (laughs) set I worked on. But this one was like the director was yelling and yeah. But also L.A. in general, there were a couple of classic lines in the first few minutes. You know, there's this tram or trolley that's going up and down Mm -hmm. the streets uh la looks kind of clean i mean it's obviously like a back lot or something although it did look like sunset boulevard just from the the view but i know they shot this in london so maybe they shot a couple couple things here in la and he says uh la has the best transport in the world and i died laughing at that because we notoriously have a terrible (laughs) yeah we don't really
1: have we don't really have those what is it trams or street cars Mm -hmm. In L.A., which is funny because, um, spoiler alert, I mean, this movie is over 30 years old, so hopefully you've seen it. But (laughs) This movie um, and I are exactly the same age, pretty much. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, Judge Doom, says at the end, like, I bought this streetcar company and I'm going to dismantle it. Right. Because right. he's, uh, again, Eddie Valiant saying like, we got the we got the trams We got the streetcars. We don't need a what is this thing? A, a freeway. We don't need that. And he's like, well, I bought up the streetcars and we're going to dismantle concrete.
0: that. Beautiful concrete. Eight lanes as far yeah. as I can see. And People he's like, are, no, no one's going to go on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. They'll get off and they'll get on. There'll be gas stations and billboards. And it's like and he's like, they could go to Pasadena <laughs> like, Which is really? funny because no one wants to go to Pasadena, no offense. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't. Some people do. Yeah, it's funny that you know, that's the end game for this villain in this in this movie.
0: But yeah, I mean the Hollywood slash LA I mean this was being made in the eighties, so the forties wasn't that long ago, but they definitely tried to make it seem like a hard boiled kind of detective. Hmm. You know, lots of like old buildings and beautiful old cars and things are falling down and then you've got the working man up in the bar he goes to this one yeah. bar
1: definitely the film noir you know it's like the pessimism fatalism and you know hey dame you know this dame came by and did this and especially with totally. Jessica Rabbit's character right um, a little more of a seductress mm-hmm. and and pointing the our detective in this direction or that direction
0: mhm totally so, but It was interesting as well to see, like, they have, he goes to a speakeasy where he meets Jessica Rabbit, and it's very, like, that Hollywood sleazy LA thing. Like, they really drove home the idea that this is, this is Hollywood, baby. It's like this, and it's like this. And, you know, you and I live in LA, and I did used to think it was a bit like that. It's sort of like the La La Land interpretation of it. And at the end of the day, like, yes, they do shoot movies here, and yes, there are movie lots, and it is very exciting, but also you have to go to a laundromat to do your laundry if you don't have laundry in the building, you know? We get our garbage picked <laughs> up the same. It's not yeah. all this and that, like, exciting. and glamor yeah. and, yeah. I remember after three months of moving here, I think the shine started to, no, the shine has never worn off, I love it here, but I remember doing my laundry on a Saturday and being like, I really thought my life was gonna be so much more glamorous than this, <laughs> you know? But I have to yeah. do my laundry just like people that live in Pittsburgh or yeah. Hobart or Berlin. In- <laughs>
1: You doing your laundry here is not a production on Mm-mm. a Saturday morning, right? Mm-mm. You know, you don't have a, you don't have a budget. You don't have your makeup artist. Right. The lighting's know, uh, not amazing. Light, exactly. Shit,
0: I've got a pimple.
1: I mean, we could do that for you if you wanted to.
0: When we but... get the budget from the podcast. <laughs> when we start to get more <laughs> listeners and, and everyone's just clamoring, I'll, I'll get dressed up to do my laundry. But there you, go. you mentioned Jessica Rabbit, and I think that's mm-hmm. a great way in to talk about the women in this film. Jessica Rabbit is an iconic female. She's not the only woman in this. There are, like, women scattered around. There's, like, women yeah. on set. There's Dolores. Dolores, who's a great character. But let's talk about the women. How they're represented. Yeah. What their function is in the film. David, hit me. But I don't mean, actually hit me like they would in the movie. I, exactly. Hit me a, so hit me with a fact.
1: It, it is kind of interesting because... Obviously, she has guys drooling over. You talked about that speakeasy, which was pretty much all dudes. Um, You had Betty Boop as one of the cocktail waitresses because work was slow for her. And and they all wanted to go, you know, they're focusing more on color. So I'm just slinging drinks while work is slow. But yeah, for her, for um, Jessica Rabbit, and for Dolores, which is played by Joanna Cassidy, it's basically... Right, helping the guys move the story along, giving them piece, piece, bits and pieces of information, so that you know they can be end up being the heroes. Even though you see right. Jessica Rabbit, she actually saves our heroes' lives. She saves Eddie's life by uh, you know that scene in the alley where she shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, she shoots Judge Doom, saves his life. Um, she, she saves Roger. Up up. Right. Yeah, she saves she Roger multiple saved, times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's kind of
0: like yeah, she's, she's damsel f- in distress. Totally. I was going to say, she's the ultimate femme fatale. Like, you know, she's sexy, she's seductive. You used the word seductress before, 100%. But then Mm. she's still, like, fighting these crimes in her tight-ass red dress with her tits, like, about to fall out. Yeah, everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Every step she
1: takes. And I was watching the
0: making of Roger Rabbit today, and the lead animator was like... I mean, obviously, like, she's not in proportion. You know, like, with that tiny of a waist, she would immediately bend in half. <laughs> you know, like they talk about Bobby's not in proportion. Yeah. Um, she's the ideal woman, huge breasts, tiny waist, long legs, beautiful thick red hair, sort of uh, simmering and like, yeah, massive lips. I mean, who doesn't love Jessica Rabbit? And <laughs> you're right, she does save both of our heroes, but she ultimately ends up in a position of weakness and she has to be saved again. So that's kind yeah. of... Dumb, yeah. what, but and she's not the only woman. Like you said, Betty Boop's here. We've got yeah. Dolores, and then we've also got the women. Like in the first couple of minutes, you know, they call cut on this cartoon movie, and the baby storms off set, set and he goes under this woman's skirt, and he's like, "Excuse me, toots," and like and looks he up looks her dress, up,
1: and he smiles. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, you know that's one of the things I wrote down. I was like, oh, Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's making fun of itself. I do, you know, but. There was a yeah. lot of sexual assault in this. You know, he has his nanny or whatever, and he slaps her ass. And yeah. even even Eddie Valiant, who's meant to be, like, more wholesome and, okay, he's dirty and he's a he's a private eye dick, but he even checks out her ass when she's bent over the baby's carriage. And, like, it's just a lot of hyper-sexualization yeah. a lot, of women, lot of that. yeah.
1: Whether they're tunes or um, tunes or women, human, yeah, mm-hmm. women. Uh, and it's a little bit, yeah, it's interesting. I, I did think Dolores was a, a stronger character. I liked right? Dolores. She was she was holding Eddie up, mm-hmm. and like, hey, you, you dummy, you're like, you can do this, you can do that. She says, I do. He asked her to leave, and she says, I do have a good man. Yeah, right. When I think in the she, theater.
0: I do think you know she was like. I always talk about the roles of women. You know, there's typically four women characters that we get portrayed as in in media. We're either the innocent, we're the seductress, temptress, the mother, or the hag, the witch, okay? So this is, like, Mm -hmm. kind of a known thing in literature and film. And I feel like Dolores is almost the mother character. Like, she's not super sexy, even though I think she looks great. Yeah, she does look great. Compared to Jessica, she's, like, the stable one. She's, like Mm. you said, holding him up. And he... So it sort of annoyed me that, like, she didn't have her day. You know, she didn't. She was kind of just, like, always there, like, always providing support. I'm like, bitch, you need to leave him. (laughs) You still sexy? You make money? Exactly. Get out of here.
1: (laughs) But she knows the heart he has because they were probably together, I'd assume, before his brother died. Right. Right. So she's just holding on to hope. And she is a light for him right in this film yeah Yeah.
0: and i love dolores i think she's a great character in this and she i guess she does come through like she finds out information she's very helpful but yeah i was like bitch why are you still here he is the worst look at his apartment it is disgusting and then when we're
1: talking the tunes the the women tune characters like you gotta assume all these animators are are dudes. <laughs> right? I mean I'm sure and a it's lot of on, them yeah. It's on some weird science shit like <laughs> I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that, throw this back there. So You mean yeah. for Jessica? For Jessica, definitely. For yeah, Jessica. she
0: was I mean, listen, she's iconic. Like you could have a red wig on and wear like a tight red dress with long gloves and put big like, yeah. lips on it, and people would know who you were trying to be. Yeah, I mean the women in this were very much the stereotypical like six pots or like we said, like reliable. There was no real huge character development for any of them, I don't think. Jessica was ultimately trying to save her husband and it comes out, you know, that she wasn't cheating on him. There's this really ridiculous scene where she's like, patty cake, patty cake. And then we come to find out they were actually just playing patty cake, which is like the clapping game.
1: Yeah, and she did that because um, Marvin Acme,
0: Said he said, said, that Roger said would he never work
1: never work again unless he's what so again a guy a of Hollywood, a woman abu- well and abusing his power right basically making basically, her do stuff to, exactly yeah so that that really didn't hold up no. <laughs> when you especially, look especially no
0: her. and especially with the Me Too and stuff <laughs> like you know I think that yeah there was this idea in Hollywood that women blah 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 like fuck you women should be 50% of the industry. Like, we just yeah. had, what was it, our second female director nominated for Nomadland? I was at the time when I was watch- re-watching the film, I was like, this is meant to be like this because it's in the 40s, but then I was yeah. still a bit like, ooh, ooh, Because Jessica Rabbit was definitely a deliberate choice. But but then
1: you talk, then you say that, it should be like, you know, it was deliberate because it was the 40s, but it's also 88. So Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, things... Weren't that great in the late '80s, the no. '90s, right? We just really started, um, you know, jumping on this wagon of yeah, like where guys are in on it too, right? Where right. we're supporting women and saying, yeah, this is fucked up. What's been going on?
0: And I feel like I feel like twenty years from now yeah. they'll still be like, oh wow, 2020 was bad, you know? Yeah, they'd, definitely. They There's they a lot. They only lot had to two do. directors nominated that were women, um, or this, that, and the other. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean speaking of the way women were represented, what about the diversity in the film David the, Rogers?
1: One of the big things uh, that sh- that I spotted was that Native American bullet when he right. puts the when he doesn't take the drink of wild turkey and we'll talk about the booze in this but he shoots it up to shoot the bottle and that's that didn't age well right no. the representation of of Native Americans in no. this It was just that stereotypical, offensive um, like, offensive yeah kind of warrior native american howling like and and
0: they yeah, thought that was funny they thought it was funny because
1: ago. they they don't have any they, i guarantee they probably didn't even know anybody that was native american right
0: i mean and was yeah, there a single black person in this film no there was not i
1: ones. cannot i mean betty boop was uh mixed Is that is that? I don't know the history of her. Is that she's? I'm kidding. She's black and white. She's half black and white. Oh my god,
0: David, that is a dad joke. (laughs) a dad
1: joke. David's ready
0: to be a dad. Everyone. (laughs) Yeah. No. There was no. There was not one single person of color in the human world. And then the cartoons were cartoons. But I did notice some Daffy, right? Daffy's black. Is he? I mean, he's the color black. Yeah, but is he meant to be a black... Like, you know what I mean? African duck American? (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was no representation whatsoever. I didn't even see anybody from any other ethnicity that wasn't white. And it got me thinking and I had to do some digging and I didn't really find... Oh, I think I I read one thing um, because I was like, is this meant to be a metaphor for like... Not segregation, but like there's a club, and and uh, our main character is like I don't do tunes, like I don't go to Toontown, and he's like, no, 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 it's this club, it's only for humans, no tunes allowed, and then you go inside, and all the tunes are serving. Like there's a there's an octopus and the entertainment. Bartender. right and then the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we found that throughout. Like the entertainments were tunes. He sees Betty Boop and he's like, Betty Yeah. And it's like you said you hated tunes. Oh but you know she's different type of Exactly.
1: But also on top of that, now that you mentioned that like clubs like that had black entertainment but they weren't right. allowed black to people kick weren't... it in they weren't allowed to kick it in the club. That's they, what we you know, were talking they about. Eat. They couldn't eat around mm-hmm. them. Um, you were
0: allowed to be, and like, and a lot of times, I mean, look at history, like a lot of the very famous musicians, actors and stuff like that. They were all people of color, jazz, you know, like, and this was the club he goes into. I think it's meant to represent like a jazz bar, right? Yeah, yep. So very problematic. I definitely noticed it. I'm surprised that in, in 88, they didn't think, hey, let's just get a couple of, uh, you know, actors of color
1: that doesn't surprise me
0: i guess
1: being that it's 88 i mean i was four years old um but still (laughs) like now that we're talking about it as adults like that doesn't like how much progress have we made we made a little progress but it's like pulling teeth with with women and uh, representation diversity so and that's that's fairly recent because
0: when was hook we just did hook Hook 90- was
1: early 90s, I Okay, believe.
0: so... Yeah, or 97? 99, maybe. I can't believe we've forgotten it already. It was only a couple episodes ago. But, you know, <laughs> like, we watched that, and we talked about the diversity in that, and then at least, you know, you scan the crowd, and there's some people of color in the background. In this, not one. I literally was like... Yeah,
1: Hook was 91.
0: Okay, so this is, like, three, three four years after, because this was shot yeah. in 1987 or 1986. It took them, like, two years to make... Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's funny that you're like a person of color and you're like, it doesn't surprise me. And I'm all white and clutching my pearls like, oh, how <laughs> could they not?
1: Oh, they? Yeah. Cause you go back, I bet you we're going to uncover a lot of these films from mm-hmm. these timelines that don't have too much diversity in them.
0: I mean, let's not even say too much. This has zero. Zero. And yeah. this could be me being nitpicky as well, but they go into Toontown And some of those cartoons were a little bit racist. And if we're talking about Dumbo, which we did as one of our early podcasts, um, the crows that we talked about, they were, uh, Jessica Rabbit's band was all crows. And I was like, you know what I mean? And then they go go into Toontown and the trees have like big lips and kind of like African-American type features, African features. Dancing around. Right, with their like big hair. So I was like, "Mm." okay. Yeah. But a lot of those cartoons were quite racist. We've talked about some of it. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway,
1: because like, there's there nobody in that room saying that's fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> and they had free will to put that stuff out because nobody objected to it.
0: We would have, if we were, <laughs> we were there. No, I would have been getting the coffee, and you would have been outside. <laughs> yeah. Getting the papers. Getting the papers. Yeah. <laughs> Here I'm you go, new- sir. I'm a newsie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they'd be like grabbing at my ass and stuff. And I'd be like going yeah. home and crying and be like, why won't they take me seriously? I'll but never like, get a promotion. Shush, toots. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy you a pretty dress. Uh. Yeah. But okay, so that's that. Mm. There's a lot of alcohol in this film. They said drinking their alcohol in the podcast. <laughs> No booty sweat today, huh? Nope. What do you mean? We got no like... Oh, there it goes. Good thing I got this booty sweat back in the night. I got no more booty sweat in the fridge. Route. Um, oh, that's... yeah. So I'm just drinking straight sweat. vodka and... Well, not straight vodka and <laughs> watermelon. And, and I got the strawberry zero calorie thing. Well, I'm not going to say the name because they can sponsor us if they want. Yeah. The yeah shout out. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, the alcoholism in this. And I mean, it's part of the hard boiled detective thing. It's like, you know, he's got the little hip flask, he's like drinking. And I think if you've seen any sort of Raymond Chandler esque detective novels from the 40s, there's always like the crystal decanter of, I guess it's meant to be whiskey or rye or something like on the, you know, he walks into the head of the studio's office and he just like eyeballs the alcohol and then he takes it and he's drinking it and he's he's almost like so thirsty for the alcohol like he <laughs> goes to the to the bar after work and she's like you owe me money and you know he's clearly like a drunk um but then he also forces alcohol upon Roger Rabbit
1: yeah like, to make him get out of the jam that he's well, in though.
0: well the first time it's not he's like here buddy take a drink and then yeah, he goes soap. through the window
1: yeah yeah and that's how he learns that's how he reacts right. to alcohol Right. But he also was coming off seeing those patty cake pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's going to set anybody off. Yeah. Right?
0: Oh, my God. If I saw Scott <laughs> playing clapping games with someone else, it would be game fucking over. It. Lose yeah. my shit. But, yeah, the alcohol's just a lot. And I think, you know, it just shows... I mean, a lot of them are drinking. And it's like this culture. It was that almost Prohibition era. You know, it's only like 10, yep. 15 years later. Yeah. He's in a Prohibition room when he's hiding. Um. So... I just thought it was interesting to see. And then, like, you know, alcohol has, like, ruined his life.
1: Yeah. But does that go back to the kind of film they're trying to make, going back to that film noir? Mm. Right? And that's an aspect of it. You know, they're drinking, yeah, all, they have scotch in every uh, decanter. Is, is it, every, it meant to be every, scotch? It, it could be scotch, yeah. I it's know like he had brown. he had wild turkey, like, in his holster. Mm-hmm.
0: Um but
1: yeah, it's uh, these it old could. school
0: movies. They drink this straight alcohol, and it's not <laughs> on the rocks. Oh, then he goes to the club, and he's like on the rocks, and I mean ice. And I mean ice. The, the tune brings, brings rocks. It back. Yeah, yeah. I always remember that funny. joke from when I was a kid. I didn't <laughs> get it. <laughs> like, uh,
1: and he like picks it up. And he's like two. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just thought it was interesting to see the alcohol depiction, and and you know you've really got the distinction between like the Hollywood types on the lot, and then you've got. A working class man who are all dirty guys that work on the red train or whatever it's called and they're in this boozy hole um yeah <laughs> for dolores's bar you mean yeah yeah. yeah yeah above the the station
1: would you say this is a kid's movie
0: i mean i remember watching it as a kid
1: yeah i saw it as well but like when you say it's i would a... say
0: as an adult i'd be like no this is an adult's movie yeah i almost feel like it's like you know we watch movies now and you and i are millennials And they make stuff for us, you know, that was kind of like, um, I don't know, like nostalgic, right? Because think about Mm. in the 80s, late 80s, the the people who were adults with kids back then, they would have been like 40s, 50s, right? Like to to see these cartoons that they had been watching when they were kids. So yeah i wonder i mean
1: it's kind of like a bridge too for their kids and i mean i I remember watching Bugs bugs bunny all those characters yeah
0: yeah yeah it was interesting i did think it was interesting to see what cartoons they included and we were going to talk a little bit about toonversity
1: yeah yeah so did you see how many they actually
0: used in this i didn't see like a number
1: yeah, so they actually had over like 140 tunes, and if wow. you know if you know anything about tunes, Bugs Bunny is Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene with him, and he's they're all falling, they're falling with Eddie and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're going, they're doing their little back and forth, and he hands them that spare tire as a joke, but. Disney, it's, a good, it's a good visual joke. Yeah, obviously Mickey's Disney Bugs is Warner Brothers. So it took them uh, a little bit to negotiate to put characters from both studios in the same film. I
0: was wondering about that because yeah. copyright is such a thing now.
1: So they, it's like over 140 well-known ca- or pre-existing characters, gotcha. right? So like they made Judge Doom for this. Right. Uh, they made Jessica Rabbit. Uh, I think Roger the Rabbit. The yeah, the weasels they made uh um, Roger
0: Rabbit because, I thought was invented. I thought I saw He
1: something. was a he was in the he was in a novel, I
0: think. Ah, yeah. But his so, look was like a bit more invented I saw cuz Yeah. I saw something pulled... Yeah, I saw that he was meant to look a little clownish and he also was wearing the American flag colors if you didn't notice mm-hmm. cuz he's like blue blue bow tie, red pants and then he's yeah. a white bunny rabbit. But yeah, so yeah. going.
1: No, but that's that's a good point. And they pulled when they made him, they did like I think their torso, like one of the studios and his head kind of more like right. another studio, how it was animated. And they came up with like a five thousand dollar flat fee oh, wow. for each character. Oh, for each yeah, character. For each character for the studio. So they in total spent over like seven hundred grand if you just Ooh. do the hundred just on you know, licensing those characters. And there there was a list of characters that didn't make the cut. cut and it was interesting so like you saw you saw Daffy and then you saw what's the what's the other duck that was playing piano
0: Daffy and uh, the black duck I forget his name but I do um, have to do I forgot that I this was a booty sweat <laughs> from back in back in glug glug. Yeah. can't do this podcast <laughs> over P.S. Shout out to all of your friends that message you slash me through our Instagram that are always like, this was so funny. What Um, up, John? I was going to say John today. That made my day because literally... David and I are just making this in the void, getting drunk, talking movies. And then <laughs> occasionally we notice that our follow account goes up and we're like, oh, cool. And then our yeah. friends reach out to us and they're like, you're so funny. And we're like, we like, know. I was geeking out today. I was, I was geeking like, out. Love that. But no, yeah. I forget who the black duck is, but I can Google it real quick. So you tell Yeah, so
1: like. uh, it's, it's Daffy Duck and some other duck, but... They're different studios. Right. So they needed, one couldn't get more time than the other. So they came up with the idea, like, when they're on screen for these, like, high-profile tunes for these studios. Donald, it's just Donald, Donald duck? duck? Yeah, that's the white duck. Daffy's the black oh, duck. Oh, I was getting yeah. mixed up. Um, so they put them in the same, uh, the same scene. So you had that with mm-hmm. uh, Donald and Daffy, and then you had that scene with Mickey and Bugs. Right. And they had equal equal screen time. Copy yeah so that's that's how they worked around that uh that issue cause and then
0: because i thought there was a third studio involved and i'm i i do not remember the name but where the um the hound dog is from the elevator scene
1: oh yeah it's like going
0: up yeah that's another oh. studio i think because i was watching okay. the making of and which was very interesting but again all white men <laughs> talking so <laughs> good times um oh no there was like one israeli guy i reckon um But yeah, I think he was sort of saying, Zamenkis was saying he loved the style of one of them. He loved the something else of the other one and then the comedy of the third one. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he really included a lot of elements of animation, but they were all slightly different.
1: Yeah, Yep.
0: Because, you know, like if you say like Disney and Warner Brothers, like they do have different looks, they do have different vibes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what differentiates themselves from each
1: other. And it's just, it was, yeah, it's super interesting because I'm sitting there watching this movie. I'm like, wait a minute, how'd they get this done? Right. How do they have all these different characters from different studios? And... Well,
0: I wonder if they'd be able to do it today because... It's
1: in, produ- it's in uh, pre-production. Oh, they're doing a second one? A, a sequel, yeah.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll have to revisit. When is and, it uh, when is it come out? I think
1: 2022, I looked. Right. It's on IMDb. There's no information other than saying like pre-production.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if they, yeah. if they get, um, some black people in <laughs> this <Yeah. fun. laughs> Maybe the woman could be a main character and not yeah. get Tits McGee.
1: And if it's a black character, they're definitely getting framed.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Um, so that's Toonversity. It's great that the studios would collab on this because I think it is a fun thing to see the cartoons, but let's talk about the comedy in the movie i think there were so many visual cues there were so many like silly jokes you know i already talked about some like they'll work for peanuts and he throws the peanuts at him Mm. um cattle call just like physical humor too you know like he's in even in the opening scene it's this cartoon where this poor rabbit is trying to stop this baby from hurting himself. And it's very physical. Like he falls into the electrical socket and zaps himself. Um, He catches on fire. He gets a teapot on his head and then hot sauce goes down the the thing. Like it was, I mean, it just reminded me that like cartoons of yesteryear were very violent.
1: (laughs) So violent. So violent. And
0: like, just like laughing at people getting hurt, like Sylvester and Tweety.
1: But think, I mean, It's, it's good probably that we're moving away from that, but you know that's a different breed, our, our parents' generation and, and their parents, right? I think right. they might they might have been a little physically tougher. I won't say mentally, right. Um, but I think they're a little physically tougher and that's probably you know it could be because of the cartoons, toughening them up a little bit. you know, rub some dirt on it, hit your, hit your head and hit yourself in the head with a plate and keep it moving.
0: I just think it's funny that kids nowadays, they're like, oh, that video game is so violent. And it's like, they literally have people like dropping safes on each other in this, you (laughs) know, hitting someone in the head with a frying pan.
1: Yeah, It's just... Shooting each other, um, cannonballs, stuff like that. Putting...
0: Oh, my God. I actually was rewatching this and I remembered that there was a heart-wrenching scene where he takes the shoe and he puts it in the dip.
1: Oh, and the shoe was trying to uh, cuddle up. Yeah. It was trying to cuddle up to his leg at first, though. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, you know, like,
0: protect me. And he just picks it up. That's fucked up. Yeah, Judge
1: Doom was a savage.
0: And that actor is so scary. I mean, he's also in. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. He's also in Back to the Future and stuff. Marty! Uh, but yeah, in this, I remember... Did you know that the director told him not to blink the whole time?
1: Yeah, to make him scarier.
0: Which yeah, he that, is so scary in this. Yeah.
1: It's hard. It's hard to not blink, like, as an actor. Yeah, right? if I think about you it, get, it right Like, now, there's like, a gust of wind or something like that, and your eyes start watering, and you're trying to hold back. It's That's not easy. I don't know
0: if I could do it. It's speaking hard. Of, speaking of the dip, though, it was actually a real thing. Um, there's actually mm-hmm. a science behind it. Yeah. The ingredients of the dip were revealed and it's basically turpentine, benzene, and acetone, which yeah. are all paint thinners, commonly used to erase animation cells if animators make mistakes. So yeah. it was a little bit meta.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's just scary for those tunes because you saw how freaked Jessica got. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, oh oh the my dip.
0: God. It's the dip
1: and mm-hmm. I ain't talking about no chips. Is that um, what she says? No, I, I mm. ad-libbed.
0: Grad living. Hire yeah. David <laughs> for all your rewrites.
1: Oh, you know, let me in on number on the, on the sequel for on? this. Yeah. Um, I did think, did you see at all for uh, Bob Hoskins, uh, Eddie's character, that he first, some of the jokes, you could tell he had a sense of humor because he would uh, list off song lyrics when he was talking to somebody, like seriously. Mm, he's I like, oh, notice. maybe down to Boca Raton, uh, Kokomo. Do you, I, do you remember I that did, part? I didn't notice like, that those are, those are song lyrics. Oh. It's like, gone down to Kokomo, we'll take it faster, we can take it slow. You ever heard that song? Yeah. Yeah, so, I I was, to sing yeah, so he, he was like, he did this a couple times where he started firing off like song lyrics and like mm-hmm. saying I'm serious to somebody he's talking to, but mm-hmm. like pretty much bullshitting, right? Because he knows what he's doing. And I just thought it was funny. It's like that scene in The Other Guys, when uh, the te- the the detective chief or whatever just keeps quoting TLC. Right. <laughs> lyrics. So I, I thought, um, like, Eddie's character had... Like, from the start, he was a funny guy. Right. So Even though he was, like, angry, kind of drunk, you know. No, I mean, he was meant to to be
0: the hard-boiled detective, you know. He wasn't meant to be soft and cuddly. Yeah, but But, it's still,
1: like, funny, even, like, in his uh, anger.
0: But even in his physicality, like, I found him really, really funny. Yeah. I mean, he was essentially acting alone for so much of this movie. I know we're going to go into the making of, and, you know, they use dummies and all this, and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that, but... He really had to carry this film. Like, Jesus. Imagine That's our guy, Smee. Smee. I oh, know. Yeah. This He's is like a-, a second movie that we've talked about with him. Yeah. So he was really having like a good couple of years. Oh, for saying. sure.
1: Yeah. He was, uh, he got an Oscar nom at some point, too. Yeah. Which was- this, this film won three Oscars.
0: Damn. Well, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the comedy was very silly, but I loved it. I mean, so much of it was physical, so much so much of it was visual, so much of it was a little wink and a nod to the audience, like stuff that they would know. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the shave and the haircut yeah. and
1: knock. Dun <laughs> <till laughs> <you. laughs> And then he's, like, freaking out. They pan to him, and he's, like, shaking. I can't not do
0: this. Yeah. And
1: that uh, the handcuff scene. Yeah, the handcuff scene is great. And he's, like, what? And I laugh at it every time. He's like, you could have gotten out of those handcuffs at any point you wanted to? He's, like, no, I could only do it when it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. even that's a little know. bit meta, right? Like, that's kind of a wink and a
0: nod. <laughs> There's a, that actually, that scene, I read something and it's called bumping the lamp. And yeah. that is an expression, you read about this, that mm. like where a filmmaker goes into extreme detail in a scene that doesn't necessarily get noticed because they bump the lamp and then the, the shadows are swinging back and forth or, and around the room. And so the animators had to redraw <laughs> watch a rabbit
1: a bunch of stuff whether yeah. he was like whether he was lit by the lamp when yes. it swung towards him mm. or in his shadow or he was dim because the lamp moved away from him I do appreciate and, stuff like that yeah I really like do. because there's probably the general population isn't going to notice that, but there's right. going to be some people that have that mindset that's going to stick out to them, mm-hmm. and those the devils in the details, as they say, and the people are going to appreciate that, right? Totally. Because if you if you point it out to somebody, they're going to be like, oh, well, that's annoying, because now they're thinking about it or right. whatever. But that person that did catch it, they're going to have that that feeling as well. 100%. So yeah, I like. But yeah, that.
0: let's let's talk about the making of then. So I did want to research it because I was very confused of how they did it Mm -hmm. but i learned that they shot everything practically and then it basically went to the animators second but during the making of a couple cool things they had the voice actors actually there on set with them to block it um the actors did mime school they went and learned how to mime and um our main character is so good at it like you can just tell when he's pretending to hold roger he's imagining it's 60 pounds you know Mm -hmm. Um, what else did I learn? Uh, the voice actor who played Roger Rabbit uh, wanted a costume and was <laughs> on set. I don't know if this is part of your fun facts. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. But yeah, it's all good. It looks good, yeah. Yeah, great. and then I just thought it was cool. Like, they, they had these basically, like, animatronic things that would, you know, that they could paint over. And they had to do a lot of physical effects, too. Like, you know, stuff that was shot in camera. So... And they, and they hired puppeteers, which was very cool yeah to move it around. and
1: i I saw too to add, add to that they would put things where like a, one of the animations would be so the actor would have to work around it right like put a stool somewhere and they'd have to move around it or and for the camera person to move around it as well right. yeah so that was that was interesting i I did have um it was like pencil animated. I don't know okay. if, like you saw that because mm-hmm. it's you know it's not CGI or anything like that. No. And one of the things I saw like historically, movies like Mary Poppins um, combine the cartoons and humans in the same frame. Um, and they had problems of the characters that looked pasted onto the screen. and the Why? eye lines, the eyelines wouldn't match with the actors. So you know, they said like the thing I read Dick Van Dyke was kind of looking through. Um, the penguins as he's yeah. dancing with them and they didn't really truly occupy the same space but in who Frame roger rabbit yeah um they used the traditional pencil drawn animation to yeah. give the illusion of the depth and it was like kind of like 2.5 d as they called it in the article mm-hmm. i read and a new technology that allowed them to um print those animations onto onto the frame of the film
0: Bob Hoskins talks about the eyeline thing, and, and he even sort of says, you know, like, if you put your hand here and then you move it away, like, your eyes naturally move further away. So they really had to, like, practice using that, like, closer vision. So yeah. that, I'm just trying yeah. it right now, and it's actually really hard. Definitely.
1: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. But the practical effects in this were just unbelievable. Yeah. and so if like you, he
1: had a tune gun right mm-hmm. that he was pointing around and the weasels had real guns. Uh, real guns mm-hmm. right yeah so the the, the little details that and also the baby told, when right?
0: he's waiting outside um eddie's office he has a cigar and i watched the making of they literally had this like arm thing that was in the in the baby bassinet and a puppeteer was controlling it and i think that's so cool that they didn't just do everything the tunes touches animated it was a mix and i think yeah. that was You know, you have the weasels getting into the cop car. It's a real car. Yeah, Yeah. it's just cool. And they they took
1: the time to do it right. And I think uh, they had like one of the pre-production meetings. And, you know, the studio was saying like, no, you can't do this. This will take too much Mm -hmm. of the animator's time. And they got out of that meeting, uh, you know, the directors and producers. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) and they said they're you know they're gonna make this the way they wanted to make it and that's like a 70 million dollar budget this was the most expensive movie ever made at the time yeah Yeah.
0: that's crazy i mean some of that obviously we just talked about was licensing characters but Mm -hmm. so much of it was creating stuff in camera because they had to they wanted to um but yeah it was it was incredible i mean i was watching it again and i was like fuck, like this and Space Jam from my childhood, I remember like having integrated, I didn't even think of Mary Poppins, but probably because that scene is so awkward. Like in in Space Jam and with this, like it just feels like an amazing part of the movie. I would actually like to see more... Half animated, half live action.
1: Well, we'll be
0: interested
1: to see, because the new Space Jam 2 is coming out Mm -hmm. with LeBron Mm -hmm. James. And then if they do make the second one, are they going to stick to the traditionally way they made it? Are they going to go CGI route? Mm. Um, Which some of the articles I said, you know, they said that takes away from the realism with, Mm. you know, how this how this was produce so
0: this still had a very big visual effects department too so it's like they really used I I saw Robert Zemenkis was talking and he said essentially we had three feature films that we were making in one one was um, a typical detective noir hard-boiled film one was a a visual effects like massive film and one was an animated film because literally you know he took all three and had to put them together and make one movie like it's kind of crazy why would you Mm -hmm. do that but god love him. He did <laughs> and it.
1: And it it paid off, right? Hell yes. Yeah, it did like 380 worldwide and wow. everyone knows about this movie. Oh, everyone knows about this yeah. movie.
0: I when I told people what movie we were doing, I was like they people were like I love that movie. I haven't seen it in years. It's it's a mm, classic. Definitely. I mean amongst my set anyway, I'm sure there are people out there that are like what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um mm. But you had fun facts,
1: yeah. So a couple of them. Uh, we did skip over one thing. I didn't want to oh, talk. What? There's well, was a joke that I that didn't hold up for me either. Well, it's funny, but it probably wouldn't hold up today. The booby trap when the weasel goes in Jessica Rabbit's chest, oh. right, and then it gets clamped down. And <laughs> you got a booby trap. Silly, then, silly yeah, silly. very silly. But I mean, yeah, that that's not really gonna happen. So um, earlier drafts had jessica rabbit as the villain Ooh. yeah and at one point judge doom was the killer of bambi's mom
0: Ooh. yeah
1: so that was kind of interesting it's fucked up yeah the callback. Uh, yeah um let's see harrison ford was thought of for the role I uh, saw of that. bob yeah i saw that then, they couldn't
0: afford him i thought that was what it said
1: well i, I saw they reached out to bill murray but oh. i don't know if you've known know this but he's hard to reach like he sets up his own hotline
0: i heard this he, for you casting could, he doesn't yeah. have an agent and you can just call this one hotline and if he likes and, the idea he'll do it
1: and leave a message and then he said he was super they couldn't get a hold of him for this and he said he was super heartbroken when he found oh. out that he could were he they could've. thinking
0: of him for judge doom
1: no for uh for eddie
0: oh no way
1: yeah yeah that's oh a God. different movie though right
0: Oh my God, that's such, a, I just Bill. can't, I can't imagine Bob Hosk. is that his name, Bob Hoskins? Yeah, Bob, yeah. I can't imagine him not in this film, like, he's just Same. perfect. I
1: think that's perfect casting for him, mm-hmm. to, like, a little mm-hmm. bit of rough exterior, and mm-hmm. Not super sexy, know. just, like, yeah. a little, and
0: a little shorter, because Bill you know. Murray, I feel like back in the day, he could get it a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Just saying. I mean, yeah. like, Ghostbusters Bill Murray, like, come on. True. I mean, he looks good in those coveralls. Yeah but then i think there'd be too much sexual tension with between and jessica right which there was some sexual tension between the current eddie valiant bob hoskins and her
1: so can tunes and humans get after it in this i mean i think that's what we were
0: insinuating with betty boop he's like betty i felt like (laughs) that was like a a running into an axe yeah okay for sure so I, I, I don't. don't I the don't the know how it works. No, no, it. yeah, no, I yeah. Don't know.
1: Or the physics of it, but I'm interested. I'm cause. sure
0: there's people out there who would be very curious to see. <laughs> there's a whole section on. Yeah. Old subreddit, yeah. For Jessica Rabbit tunes, stands. I'm sure um, there are. Oh my god, I'm gonna look it up right now. I bet you there are. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, what else you got? Fun facts. Uh, yeah,
1: why? it featured over 140 pre-existing characters, mm-hmm. uh, as we were saying. The development, uh, it was in development for over a decade.
0: Oh wow.
1: Yeah, which is pretty injurious. Okay, so
0: sorry to go back. There is a Jessica yeah. Rabbit, and not safe for work subreddit oh, geez. and i'm clicking on it Continue. you're gonna
1: see some stuff on there i would mm-hmm.
0: think yeah. oh boy oh boy indeed this is a picture where you can see jessica's breasts she has giant nipples in this picture <laughs> which i guess is real yeah but who made this yeah, I don't show know. yourself so that,
1: that's something we didn't talk about either um so how do we feel if it's a even though it's a cartoon, right? And, you know, she's getting her skirt looked up or somebody's getting their ass slapped or their hand in their chest, right? Oh, Like, how God. do we, like...
0: Sorry, I just clicked on another one and it's Jessica Rabbit getting it in the asshole from oh a... Oh, my God. ...from a man of color with a giant penis. Jeez, so... <laughs> and I think... And here I go, closing <laughs> out of the tab. Just kidding, I'm bookmarking it for later. No, i <laughs> She gets mm-hmm. a knock
1: on her door from the from the feds. You've been right. looking at Jessica Rabbit porn, we see. Like,
0: we're gonna need you to
1: come with us. Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't. I can't even tell you what you were talking about because I was so distracted by <laughs> Jessica Rabbit porn. So you're gonna have to back up and re re say it.
1: So that shoe we talked about, right? right? That is the voice actor Nancy Cartwright, who a year later uh, started as Bart Simpson.
2: Yeah.
0: <gasps> wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Iconic. Yeah. She has a master so, class,
0: I think. I tried to watch it. Oh, like, she's,
1: she has her own master class? Yeah. I was like, nice. I,
0: voice acting's cool. Yeah, you for know, sure. She's,
1: she's a boss. Definitely a boss. Jessica Rabbit was inspired by uh, Lauren Bacall, Rita, her- mm. Rita Hayworth, and mm-hmm. Veronica Lake.
0: Okay. I found it so interesting watching the making of. The guy who played Roger Rabbit's voice.
1: Charles... Fleischer, Fleischer? Yeah. yeah
0: um he seemed like an interesting character so yeah he was like on, first day on set he was like i need a costume because he was like doing the voice and being physical and whatever and apparently bob hoskins was like why you know <laughs> and then the guy who played the baby was like well i'm not gonna walk around in a diaper sorry uh, <laughs> it was just like interesting and
1: so he's not committing
0: he's not committing the baby it's um, probably why the yeah. rabbit was you know so iconic
1: <laughs> charles fleischer also played benny the cab oh wow voice. okay yeah okay. so and did he walk think around just he been, as a car or no he could have or just like orange and black or yellow and black and then i think he might have played two of the voices of the weasels as well greasy and psycho Ooh, i got another one um, so, okay, so for Christopher Lloyd, Judge Doom, right, he was, a, he was meant to have an animated vulture sitting on his shoulder oh. while he carried a suitcase containing 12 kangaroos, which served what? as a jury. Yeah, so the 12 kangaroos served as a jury, and the ruse would produce letters from the pouch spelling, you are guilty. <laughs>
0: oh, my God.
1: Can you imagine that? As so an like Australian, when he, when he put I the, am yeah. offended. Yeah. <laughs> she Wait, be.
0: As, So like every letter was like coming from a ruse pouch.
1: Yeah. So there'd be 12 ruse. Because there's like 12, throw, they'd hand 12, them 12 out of jury the members.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there so something? They, well, also, hang on a second. I have to Google this, but there's something called a kangaroo court. What does that mean? Do you know? Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, we, my parents did that for a little bit when we were younger. We called it kangaroo court and it was just like pleading st- to the... To our parents who well right, it's basically. yeah
0: so it, it the definition is a kangaroo court is a court that ignores recognized standards of law or justice and often carries little or no official standing in the mm-hmm. territory within which it resides so that's yeah. actually so meta and smart if yeah. judge doom had had, had a kangaroo kangaroos. court basically in his pocket it'd just, just be a lot because right so,
1: he's judge jury and executioner for he just right. picks that shoe up and he fucking throws Ugh, that shoe he doesn't so, throw and he holds it slowly yeah, and it's so yeah.
0: fucked up and the thing is like screaming And he,
1: he bought his way into judgeship in Toontown because, and I think, so if you trace it back, right, um, Eddie Valiant, Bob Hoskins said they were, him and his brother were chasing down a bank robbery. Right? right for Samoans did that is that what they call the oh, yeah. currency? Samoans or Somalians. yeah, Somalians? yeah, there you go. That's, well that's, that's the, how Sims the money, so I don't know if that's real. That's how the piano got dropped on right. his brother. So Judge Doom robbed that bank and then mm-hmm. bought the judgeship. Wow,
0: yeah, he's a bad man.
1: he's a He's just a villain.
0: He's just a straight villain with scary yeah. red eyes and a high- pitched voice. <laughs> yeah, there were two things that really scared me as a child. the dip of the shoe. And when he got run over by the steamroller, and then he was flat, and then his eyes popped out. I remember being quite scared. That screechy voice. Yeah, but did that? So why didn't he have the vulture in the suitcase? What was the crack? I
1: I think the device just didn't work Mm. because it'd be he hates tunes, and it Mm -hmm. would be it would have been an animated vulture on his. He doesn't hate
0: tunes. He is a tune, so he's self. He is a
1: tune. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Because why does he want to get rid of Toontown for a highway to Pasadena?
0: Yeah, that was a. Lo- they kind of got to the end of this film. They're like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, just make sure. it a highway. You're, they're running a highway. We're tying it back in. Child. He just loves highways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And billboards
0: and gas stations. And they're like, sir, yeah. the end of the story doesn't make sense. Shut up. We're animating <laughs> a thousand <laughs> and four scenes or something, yeah. which is what I saw. That's a thousand wild. and four shots. Pardon me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie is crazy, and I definitely did watch it a lot as a kid, and I kind of feel like as an adult. Now I'm like, ah, it, it's that thing we talked about where like parents think something's safe. And mm-hmm. then I think we talked about it on another podcast where parents just don't know. And then they're like... then actually, they actually listen to the lyrics of WAP. Yeah. And like, wait
1: a minute. <laughs> what did she say? Well, she said, what now?
0: <laughs> She's got a wet ass what? Um,
1: she got a wet ass who? Who? She's got a
0: wet yeah. ass Jessica Rabbit. I mean, according to that picture I just saw on fucking Reddit, which I wish I could (laughs) unsee, do not go to that subreddit. Do trust me, you don't want to go in there. Literally, everyone's like, "Mm, "I'm
1: gonna gonna go check this out." How bad could it be?
0: It's bad, guys. Jessica's working. I went there so you don't have to. Wait, so
1: is it? So it's it's human on anime on Tune. It's
0: no. It looks like it's there's There's some Tune on Tune. Again, I glanced at it and I got scared, so I left. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with natural <laughs> pornographic consumption. Uh, yeah. It was just a lot while I was trying to record a podcast. <laughs> it looked like some people doing sort of cosplay of Jessica Rabbit.
1: Oh. And
0: then there was, no, th- that wasn't the, the scary ones that I saw. The one of the bum was, uh, yeah, definitely just a straight up animation. <laughs> Fan art.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and also, how me, how
0: much do you have to be practicing to draw like a really good representative of, of a black veiny penis to put in I just mean, rabbit's butthole?
1: You got to be a good animator, and you got to. Did you go to the art the, school for that? Like what's the detail. The you got to do. You gotta put the detail in, right? Because the lights got to hit it a certain way. Yeah. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You got to.
0: Got to get that glisten on the
1: on the yeah. sack. You got to bump the bump the lamp on bump the lamp.
0: <laughs> I just like. Um. I just love to see. I just want to meet the guy that drew. or well, girl, I guess who drew that because I literally now just, it's burned into my retina. You know when you leave Good. the TV on too long, and there's like that slight outline. That's how I feel right now looking I at think you.
1: You should have that as the thumbnail for our social for this. A hundred
0: percent. Definitely. <laughs> well, I- make people roger rabbit Rabbit did what to who 18 plus oh my god somebody
1: did something to roger
0: somebody's Uh, doing something (laughs) jessica's there oh boy roger rabbit would just a cuck i was about to say he's definitely a cuck he's definitely in the corner with his little rabbit penis just jerking off he's rubbing his rabbit foot yeah (laughs) oh david this oh that is, oh
1: that's the, the that's the thing I get the O for. This has gone <laughs> off the rails. This is
0: deeply
1: <laughs> going off the rails. We're on the freeway now, baby. We're on the freeway through Toontown. Yeah. Um okay, I can bring it back. So Can you did you notice that there was no question mark in the title?
0: Not until you just said it, no.
1: Yeah, so I read that English major, uh, by the way. Hey so, woo. <laughs> crushing it. Woo free. So uh, basically, I'm <laughs> yeah. read anything he puts on the, or he put on the teleprompter. But
0: uh, that was so a-
1: they, they looked at movies that had the question mark that didn't do well, right? So they oh just took the God. question mark off the, the title.
0: You guys, who is not trending well? So it's just going to be <laughs> <laughs> framed Roger framed Rabbit? Roger
1: Rabbit. Call it the Facebook question mark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's interesting that's so, that's so funny that's when like marketing executives are like my time to shine mm-hmm. um, taking away the question mark is going to net us 0.5% more of the audience and Zamenkis is like "Oh, audience because <laughs> he spent so much money on making this film as he rubs his rabbit foot in the no. corner
1: come on that, what, lucky it's lucky
0: oh my god <laughs> One off this ride right now. <laughs> you put us on this ride. Help. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, nah, this movie's. There were some problems with this movie, but I did enjoy it and I did enjoy rewatching yeah. it for the podcast and it made me realize that yeah, like we need more Easter movies and I'm like maybe we should just make one. I don't know.
1: We can make an Easter movie. Let's do it.
0: Cuz they're none and there's so many Christmas movies. I feel like hundred, like you watch one and it's like when you cut down something and 500 more pop up. That's how I feel. Every time I watch a Christmas movie, 600 more get added to Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Easter movies? Not really. Passion of the Christ.
1: And that's, I mean, that's been done before too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's based on IP, there's, right? It's based on a real story.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of stories like that, right? That, that, that have been done over, Jesus? over time. Well, just like, you know, that passion of the Christ, just that story. I don't there's know what his ton- passion
0: is. I haven't seen the movie and I'm not very religious. <laughs> is his passion art?
1: Well, there's a lot of passion. Video games? I think animation. Yeah. Animation? <laughs> I remember going to that movie and women would literally have uh Kleenex boxes with them.
0: Passion of the Christ?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, Mel didn't act that bad in it. Actually, Mel wasn't even in it. But uh, he just got in trouble for it. I forget. No, story. he's the one that uh, financed and made the whole movie, basically. Cool. Nah, he's he's, he's your guys. Nah. nah, you guys,
2: you guys can have him. We
1: don't. I don't think we want him. Right. You know, and uh, he's, he's a little hateful. So he, I think he learned <laughs> that he? in Aust- in Australia. He Brought it over here, and that's been the plague, and that's been the passion of of Mel Gibson. You know.
0: I, again, I don't know what the movie is, is about. I mean, I've seen the poster. It's, yeah,
1: just crucifixion story.
0: Oh, cool. So that's depressing yeah. as fuck. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> what I want to watch when I'm trying to eat, <laughs> eat chocolate Easter eggs and stuff.
1: So um, it, I'm just interested on the history of where, like, the Easter Bunny came from. and
0: I'm sure we can. Does remember. it have
1: a dark history? Of course it does. Like Roger does. Rabbit does? Yes,
0: of course it does. Yeah. I bet you it does. <laughs> It'd be something fucked up, like he had sex with a cartoon and then <laughs> um, the Easter Bunny was born. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. TM Religion. Maybe that's the sequel.
0: Oh boy. I wish I could unsee it all. David, there yeah. are so many people that made this movie happen. Um, mm-hmm. The names, that it, it had, I think, the record for one of the longest credits scenes. Yeah, school. I saw that. But if you had to do a shout out, who would you pick?
1: So I'm going, you know, top billing for this one and it's just yeah. because I was reading his backstory mm-hmm. and I gotta go with Bob Hoskins. yeah he's because so yeah, we lost him I oh, think I in 01 maybe uh, when he, or he was 71, but just yeah, great history. Um, he you know he never he was an avid theater goer, but he didn't really see him on stage see himself on stage and his, his acting career started out by accident when he went to some auditions with his friends. Um, they confused him as an actor. He went on there, got the part, did, and then, so he just started his acting <laughs> career like that. Got some television roles and then kind of broke in um, in the in the mid-70s, uh, 80s. And then, I mean, this was a huge movie. Right. So he got this and then we talked about he got Hook and he crushed Hook. He was in Nixon, Enemy at the gates in 01. So it's just, you know, uh, I have a a spot in my heart for for great actors and great character actors Mm. and I think Bob Hoskins is one of them so I appreciate him I wish he was still around doing some Mm. work he actually passed from Parkinson's Mm. Bob Hoskins if you're out there floating around in the universe we see you we appreciate you and thanks for leaving a lasting mark
0: we see you and we appreciate you and this is such a great role so I think there's a lot of people that I would love to thank in this like I think the lead animator did an amazing job I think the editor did an amazing job I think the production design and the physical you know effects like all the puppeteers it was just I mean the direction even though we do make fun of Bobby Zamenkis like he's he's amazing um the fact that he pulled this off but similar to you I have to go with the voice of Jessica Rabbit Miss Kathleen Turner and it's funny you said top build because I actually had to scroll all the way to the bottom of the page she was uncredited at uncredited first. and why yeah. is that do you know the story behind that
1: um i don't know why because there was there's also what was her name amy um who did the singing so oh, okay. she did the she did the voice but jessica rabbit yeah kathleen turner did the voice and then amy irving did the singing for okay. jessica rabbit okay. but i don't know why she wasn't billed that's interesting
0: yeah i mean and kathleen turner has been in like I mean, she's a fucking living legend, this woman. Most recently, I saw her in The Kaminsky Method. She was in Molly and Me. (laughs) Like, you know. For a second, I thought she was in The Passion of the Christ, but it's Crimes of Passion. Oh, God. Here we go. But, um, Kathleen, we see you and we appreciate you.
1: Jessica Rabbit could get it. Kathleen (laughs) Turner could get it.
0: Her voice is very sexy mm-hmm. um not so much roger rabbit's voice i don't <laughs> think i can do it but david do you think that this movie has aged like milk
1: i think it aged in parts right mm-hmm. i think this was an enormous feat of creativity and pull through and seeing it seeing the final product mm-hmm. before you even started it right and having the determination to to see it all the way through, so I definitely love that aspect of it. But we talked about the diversity, and every time you see something like slapping a woman's butt, or you know how they're talking to women in this movie, it is kind of like ooh, you know, yeah, like that ain't cool. So I, I think it, I think it aged a little bit.
0: Do I think it aged like milk? I was like on the fence, as I was sort of talking about before. I was like. I know that they did it as a representation of the time. But then I was, like, trying to justify and grapple with myself. But I think, actually, I am going to go with... I think it did age like milk. I think that just the lack of diversity and, like, the female portrayal and stuff like that, I think that pushes it over the edge for me. Like they, like you said, in 88, they could have made the decision to have some people of colour in the background, even. Let's not be crazy. Like, in the 80s, they weren't necessarily casting black people as leading characters, but... Mm. I think they could have at least had some people in the background so yeah, yeah i'm gonna say it aged like milk
1: milk it aged mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: well david it's always yeah. great to have people join us to talk about movies and film and those are the same thing and tv which we love but uh, we need to remind people to follow us on twitter
1: yes and that is <laughs> At aged <laughs> like milk,
2: yeah, pod. we should. Yeah,
1: we should. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're and we're getting more and more engaged on that stuff. But you should definitely follow us on on the Twitters. It's at aged like milk pod. Aged like milk pod. And we got like I don't know like 37 million followers, but we want more. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's it's. It's hard for us. We'd like a few more. Yeah, it is.
0: Just really engage with all of the people that we, um, you know, that talk to us. But we do. We answer emails. But also, you know, you can email us as well, and we accept voice notes. We accept um, silly notes. Don't need any, like, cartoon porn. I think I'm good. I found I found where to get some if I needed it. But you can email <laughs> us at agedlikemilkpodcast at gmail.com. So agedlikemilkpod on Twitter, agedlikemilkpodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. We're also on Instagram, which is funny because this is a audio medium and pod, uh, Instagram is a visual medium, but we are also there. So sometimes I get messages from people. Um, but yeah, David, you should probably check your fridge
1: and make sure that milk is
0: taken out. because gross milk is gross gross. <laughs> gross thanks for joining us um sorry not sorry about how it got derailed there at the end <laughs> but thanks for listening we appreciate you yeah we
1: appreciate you we'll put a not safe for work uh, i think we're gonna have to <laughs> exclaimer on this one <laughs> we're gonna have to <laughs> oh boy
0: well uh, alright guys thank you bye bye, bye. <clears throat> <clears throat> me 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 Euripides Euripides the- New- oh, unique, no, unique New York unique New York